0: Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Did you know there is a special award in heaven for Christians who persevere in living for Jesus and living like Jesus while undergoing trials, hardships, and difficulties? Regrettably, most of us have a very difficult time in living for Jesus and living for Jesus and giving for Jesus and forgiving for Jesus while going through difficult circumstances. Let's open our Bible now to James chapter 1, And look at this incredible privilege we have in Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, good morning, and welcome to another teaching. It is Friday morning here in Texas. I believe today is what March twelfth, and uh, my wife and I got back from a uh, a wonderful trip late yesterday. Um, I had said in the last podcast that we had gone to Missouri with a wonderful brother and sister in Christ, uh, Jason and Lisa, and uh, we drove back. It's about an eight-hour drive from Texas, and. Uh, we just had wonderful fellowship. We really did. We uh you know, we just had a good time of community and uh, and fellowship in Jesus. And so, you know, that went well and then today we're recording early. Um normally we record in the uh, the afternoon, so again thank you to to Stephen who, you know, who makes time to do this. Uh, uh my wife and I are heading out for a wedding today in uh in a place called Gunter, Texas where uh where uh you know very close brother and sister in christ uh chris and veronica are getting married today so congratulations to soon to be mr and mrs chris hall um and uh their wedding today is at uh is at five o'clock but may my wife may is Involved in the music and all that. So we'll be going out there early. So um, it's an exciting day a wedding day Thank you, Jesus father. We do we do pray your incredible blessing and favor and mercy over Chris and Veronica father We pray holy angels around them father We pray you would rebuke the devourer from them and father over every aspect of their lives And over their marriage and over their upcoming children father. We just pray your blessing your favor Your mercy, your goodness, your anointing, your covering, your provision, your grace, your wholeness, your health, your healing, Father. We pray your mercy and goodness over Chris and Veronica, Father, uh, be it spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, and relationally, Lord. We ask that your name would be glorified in this wedding, Jesus. Um, Lord, we pray that people would be reminded that natural marriage is a picture of us being married to you jesus uh spiritually lord we are your bride jesus we're the bride of jesus christ our lord and savior and master and king jesus we thank you that you are one with us that you're one in spirit with us that your holy spirit lives in us lord and uh Lord Jesus, we ask you to just magnify your name and glorify your name at this wedding today and all who come to it, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord. We pray for favor on it and blessing. We just pray a special blessing and mercy on Chris and Veronica in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's a happy day. Thank you, Lord. So today um, we are going to, we're going to do Uh, Our third teaching in James chapter 1. Today, Lord willing, we'll do verses 9, 10, 11, and 12 and uh, just uh, see what the Lord has for us. So, um, Father, again, we invite you into this time. We thank you for the Word of God. Father, above all, we thank you for Jesus, the Son of God, God the Son. Lord Jesus, we worship you and thank you for saving us and giving your life for us, Lord. And we worship you. Our alive and risen Savior. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open the scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, James chapter 1, verses 9, 10, 11, and 12. We'll go ahead and read it and uh, we'll get rolling. Verse 9. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position, because he will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, He will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We consistently ask ourselves in these podcasts, why is this in the Bible? Why did the Holy Spirit choose to make this Holy Scripture? Um, Why did our Heavenly Father choose to make this his word? Remember, the Bible is the word of God, the living word of God. So when James wrote, this letter to these, these struggling uh Jewish Christians, Hebrew Christians. Um, he did not know he was writing the Bible. But the Spirit of God was leading him completely and totally, so that everything he wrote here is the actual, perfect, inerrant, infallible word of God. And so, why did he make this the scripture? And uh and Romans 15:4 said that. Everything that's written here in the past is written to teach us and instruct us. So it's not just, you know, here so that we would know what was going on with with Jewish Christians and their difficulties 2,000 years ago. It's It's here and it applies to us in principle in the exact same way it applied then. And so verse 9 says the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. What does that mean? What does James mean? The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. When you're poor and when you're struggling and, you know, when you don't, you don't have a lot, you know, when you, when you're given something, when, when, when you have a time where where your circumstances are good right when you when you have a time where things are are going well right it's wonderful that 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 you know that 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 you can have joy in that you can have joy in the fact that when you are just consistently in you know you know say in poverty if you're consistently just struggling. You're consistently just in a place where, where things are difficult for you financially. And, and the Lord gives you just a time of, uh, of respite and rest in as much that, you know, um, your, your circumstances are, are for a time, you know, they're not so difficult. You know, it's, you can be excited about that, you know, meaning you're consistently you know going through difficult times, you consistently are struggling to make ends meet or whatever the problems are, and when you have a rest in that it it ought to be something that uh that 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 you take joy in and you and you feel blessed by right and you're thankful to the lord in it. but look at verse ten, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position, right so So when you are, when you are struggling, when you are, you know, going through difficulties, when, you know, even though you're, you're, you're wealthy, even though you don't have times where you're, where you're struggling financially, but when you do have times where, uh, where things are just, are tough on you. Okay. Um, you know, you, you you ought to remember that. And in those times you want to remember that normally things are going very, very well in your life. Normally you have all that you need. Normally you don't lack for anything. So when the Lord allows you to come into a low place or a low position or a difficult position, you know, you ought to be uh there ought to be an, an attitude of thankfulness in that. Hopefully that makes sense. So yes. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. So when, you know, when the Lord lifts you up, when the Lord raises you up, it's good to rejoice in that. It's good that, you know, when you're consistently in, you know, in in circumstances where you're struggling because you lack resources. And the Lord lifts you up and gives you a blessing and you're not in that situation. It's good to rejoice. Um, but this verse 10, when he says, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position because he will pass away like a wild flower. So, so when we have a lifestyle, and, and this is important to us because for the most part, everyone who listens to this is rich. Now, there are people who listen in Africa even in India maybe, and and they are not. They are not like the vast majority of us that listen to this. Um, there are brothers who I'm very close with in Africa, Armando and Ezekiel, and uh, and and uh, in, uh, in, in, in Gina and Lourdes and uh, and Benny and Simona and Deborah and and Ezekiel's children, where 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 they would be, verse nine. But the vast majority of us are in verse ten almost all of us. But the one who is rich, verse 10, should take pride in his low position because he will pass away like a wild flower. You know, for the majority of us who listen to this, the vast majority, we're not concerned about our next meal. We're not concerned about where food comes from. For the most part, we are financially stable. Um, And so, when the Lord does allow trials or difficulties to come into our life, as James was speaking about, as we talked about in the previous two podcasts, um, it is a reminder to us that this life is temporary. That, you know, that that our life here on earth is but a short time in our life. And, and when the Lord, when when we have a lot of money, sometimes it's very easy to be so content because it allows our circumstances to be how we want them to be. Because money in so many ways allows us to dictate the life we, quote, want to live, right, Scott? So when when you have plenty of money, more than enough money, or as most of us on this podcast, we are excessively wealthy, based on biblical standards, we are unquestionably rich. Most of us who listen to this wouldn't say that we're rich because we think rich people are multi-multi-multi-millionaires. But based on a biblical standard and what the Bible talks about, um, if you live in middle-class America or middle-class Singapore, you are excessively rich based on biblical standards. So when it says in verse 10, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position because he will pass away like a a wild flower again it's talking about how in verse two james said consider it pure joy my brothers whenever you face trials of many kinds when you're wealthy and when we when we have enough money to live the kind of lifestyle that for the most part we enjoy living um It's really the trials that come into our life and the difficulties and the hardships that come into our life, Chris. You know, whether they be spiritual, physical, emotional, financial, or relational trials and difficulties. When we have more than enough financially, the Lord, you know, has to bring trials into our life because otherwise without trials, you know, we're not brought low. You know, it's our trials that, that humble us. Does that make sense, Veronica? It's the difficulties that happen in our lives. When you have plenty of money, it's the difficult things that come into our life, the things that bring us low. But the one who is rich should take pride in his low position. When the Lord allows difficulties and trials to come into your life, trials that money can't fix, it's similar to considering it pure joy. When you face trials of many kinds, it's because, you know, it's through this trial, it's through this difficulty that the Lord is, is, is working in you, that the Lord is strengthening you, that the Lord is maturing you, right guys? I mean, it's through these things because you have enough money. When you have enough money, you can basically, again, live however you want, but the Lord has a way. Of allowing difficulties into every one of our lives, or bringing difficulties into every one of our lives, rap that uh, that money can't fix. And in almost certainly, everyone listening to this has experienced that, right, Matthew? Um, so the brother in humble circumstances, you know, ought to take pride in his in his high position. When the Lord lifts you up. You know, if you're someone who's consistently and considerably going through struggles and and you don't have a lot of means, Armando, you don't have a lot of money, Ezekiel, then when the money comes in and the blessing comes in, then yes, you ought to be excited when the Lord lifts you up from your normal, quote unquote, normal standard of living. There ought to be a joy there and a blessing there. Now, for those of us, who who consistently live with more than more than more than enough abraham more than enough robin for those who live our lives with more than enough financially speaking when the lord brings difficulties into our life you know that brings us low does that make sense the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position Verse 10, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position. So when the Lord allows difficulties in our lives that that our money can't fix, we ought to see this as the opportunity to have perspective about this life. Because he says we ought to take pride because the one who is rich should take pride in his low position. When you're in a difficult circumstance, when the Lord is allowing you to be brought low or brings you low and humbles you, It says, because he'll pass away like a wild flower. The Lord is wanting us to have perspective that this life and all the things that our money can get us in this life is not the meaning of life. These are very, you know, the riches of this world and the things that we enjoy in this world are temporary. They're very temporary. What's well, that song where he says, amazing grace? It says, when we've been there 10,000 years, right? 10,000 years in heaven and in an eternity will feel like, like a day to us. We're here as we're living on earth. If we live a year in this life, it seems like a long time. But James is saying that our life here is like nothing. It's like, a wild flower that passes away. When I was doing some study of this, different scholars were talking about how in Israel there are some beautiful wild flowers, but they're here today and gone tomorrow. And that's what James is referencing here, Jose. Um, that that our life is a mist. It feels like a long time to us, but in in uh, in contrast to eternity, it's it's almost nothing. And he's going to keep going with that. In verse 11, he says, For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom fails and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. It's a very sobering, sobering statement, Peyton. Um, You know, Esther, it's... You know, in the same way, the rich man or the rich woman will fade away, you know, even while he goes about his business. Um, again, the more money we have, the more busy we are, the more business we have. And so we can keep very, very busy, Gwenda, going about our business when we have uh, more than enough, or substantial means to live the lifestyle we want to live, and James is saying, You know you'll just fade away and you won't even know it, right, and we all know what this is like. we know when we can get so busy, Omelus, so busy in this life that that we have so much going on, we have so much work to do that we just just one day bleeds into the next, and we're just going about our business and we're doing what we want to do, we're doing what we feel called to do, we're doing whatever work that we've been given to do that's allowed us to have the the resources and the means and the money that we do. But James says, uh, you know, for for the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom fails and its beauty is destroyed. And and when you think about that imagery James is giving us when the sun comes out, it's already starting to wither the plant. And he says in the same way in the same way that the sun does this to to plants and flowers the rich man or woman will fade away even while they go about their business even while they continue to do the things and make the money and do all that so if you understand when he says in verse 10 but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position the Lord has to allow trials and difficulties in our life, y'all, because when there are no trials and difficulties, I confess that I just keep rolling. I just keep going on. Yes, I do my prayers. Yes, I I teach the Bible and I do these things, but but it's when the the trials and difficulties come into my life I I I frankly find, Chris, that I uh that I'm that I'm really approaching him the most, that I'm giving myself to him the most. And so he says, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position. It's when the the Lord brings us low. It's when the Lord allows difficulties or hardships or trials in our lives, Jesse, that we, you know, that we can really grow, that we really can come to rely on him. Right? Because the truth is when everything's going well, We don't, we don't need Jesus as much because our money is giving us everything we want. But when my brothers and sisters in Africa and in India in different parts, you know, when, when, uh, when, when Lourdes and Gina are, you know, are consistently In humble circumstances, they're consistently in a place where they don't have enough. They're consistently in a place where the people around them have immensely less than they do. They miss meals daily. Their churches are consistently in desperate need. I'm speaking in Africa now. And these two wonderful wives of Armando and Ezekiel, women of God, they're just, they're constantly in humble circumstances every day and so when the lord lifts them up where there are moments where they don't feel the financial need they ought to rejoice in that because they're always always consistently in humble circumstances and so can you see the balance there for those of us who live in verse 10 and 11 which is almost if not everyone else who listens to this um We can see as we go about our business um, that allows us to have the lifestyle we want to live, May, you know, without trials or difficulties or hardship, unless the Lord brings us low, generally we don't, we don't grow and mature as when he brings the trials and difficulties and, and brings us low by some hardship or difficulty that our money can't fix. And so James is saying, when that happens to you, the Lord is trying to give you perspective. The Lord wants you to seek after him. The Lord wants you to stop for a second because we'll fade away even while we go about our business, right? We have so much going on that we don't stop. Even as Christians in this, those of us that know, yes, maybe we'll do some prayer time. We do a devotional life, but... Still, 90% of our waking hours, 95, 98, 99% of our waking hours, even as serious Christians, are are in this phase of of going about our business. Oftentimes, with very little mind or heart unto Jesus. And and then days go by like this, weeks go by, months go by, years go by, right, Papa? Pretty soon, decades go by. And then James says, for the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant, its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. And James is speaking to Christians. He's not talking about fade away to hell. He's not talking about salvation here. He's talking about, uh, you know, how how your relationship is with your heavenly father and with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit in this life. James is speaking to, again, Jewish Christians who are going through difficult times who have received Jesus. Now, if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you have not called on Jesus and asked him to be the Lord of your life, if you're not trusting in Jesus Christ at this moment for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul, Rich, then then, then stop the, the podcast and just right now, just pray, Lord Jesus, I... I I do confess I'm a sinful man or a sinful woman, and I confess that I need you, Jesus. And I ask you now to to come into my heart, to be the Lord of my life, to save me from my sin, to bring me to heaven when I die. Jesus, I proclaim my complete and total trust and reliance in you alone as my only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live each day of my life in love and devotion to you. That's how you become a Christian. A Christian is someone who is trusting and relying on Jesus Christ and has put their faith and reliance in Jesus and asked Him, cried out to Him to be the Lord of their life, knowing their complete and total need of Jesus as their only hope. The Bible is clear. I know it's not popular to say, but the Bible is clear that every human being is sinful. The only way to have your sins forgiven is to trust in Jesus Christ, to rely on Jesus Christ. Only in Jesus can you have your sins forgiven. Only in Jesus, in you trusting in Jesus, will your heavenly Father forgive all your sins. And they're forgiven you because Jesus paid for them, y'all. Jesus paid for my sin at the cross, Veronica. The reason your heavenly Father will forgive you is because... The debt and the price for those sins was paid when Jesus was nailed to the cross. And I've said this before, I nailed his right hand, y'all nailed his left hand. We put him there. We nailed him there because of our sinfulness. His love went to the cross for us. And if you don't have Jesus Christ today, the Bible is clear that you are hopeless You have no hope of heaven at all. And regrettably, the scripture teaches that you will spend eternity in hell. Eternity. Paying your sin debt yourself. And because the interest on that sin is so great and it keeps compounding, you'll never be able to pay it off. Give your life to Jesus today, if you haven't. The Bible promises in Romans 10, 13, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Have you called on Jesus today? Now, these people James is writing to have done that. They they are Christians, and they're Christians going through difficulties. And so this is really just marvelous, incredible scripture. And hopefully it makes sense um, what he's saying in these verses. And then verse 12, finally, he says, verse 12, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Obviously, again, this is referring to men and women. Blessed is the man or woman who perseveres under trial. When we are going through difficulties, and this applies to whether you're someone who's consistently in humble circumstances, like the brothers in Africa, or the rest of us that are consistently in in uh well-off circumstances um who really worry for for nothing financially either way when we come under trial the lord is calling us to persevere and james says this as you know and as we went over in verse three and four verse four says perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything so the lord is wanting us to mature and grow And verse 12 says, blessed is the man, and it means man or woman, who perseveres under trial. Perseverance means you just, you have a can-do attitude, a won't-quit attitude, even when you're in difficult circumstances, even when you're getting pushback, you need to persevere in Jesus Christ with your faith in Jesus and your trust in Jesus and relying on Jesus and repenting when you make mistakes. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. When we don't give up, when we continue to, 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 to press into Jesus and have faith in Jesus and cry out to Jesus, it says you'll be blessed by your heavenly father. It says, because when he has stood the test, the test won't be there forever. Oftentimes it can feel like that when we're in the middle of the trial, it feels like it'll never end, but it, it surely will come to an end. it can come to an end in the next five minutes because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. There is a special reward in heaven. It's called the crown of life. We're not told exactly what it is, but it is a reward. There are special rewards given to those Christians, men and women, who continue to persevere under trials and hardships and difficulties. And hear me when I say this, Patricia. Even when there are trials and hardships and difficulties that you and I caused, Many, if not most, oftentimes of the difficult things in our life, the hardships in our life. We're the cause of it. But even when that's the case, when you persevere, when you continue to repent, when you continue to come to Jesus, when you continue to give the trial to him, when you continue to, to cry out to him and say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. And I've confessed in the past that most of my life, that's not how I am. Most of my life, unfortunately, I'm not a, you know, Father, not my will, but thine be done. I'm more like, Father, not thy will, but mine be done. And I, and, I, and I consistently, I need to repent over this. Because Jesus set us that example. But if we'll persevere while we're going through trials and difficulties, Scott, even the ones that we we may have caused, even the ones that we brought on ourselves, You go to Jesus, you confess that, you know what, where you were complicit in this, you ask forgiveness of him, and you continue to press on, the time will come where the trial will end, and the Lord says that you'll get this crown of life. There'll be a special reward in heaven. Remember, you get to heaven completely and totally, Wendy, by what Jesus has done. And by trusting entirely in him and not a bit in yourself. But your reward in heaven is going to be based on how you live this life in Christ. And how you cooperated with him and his Holy Spirit. In living your Christian life and bearing fruit for God. You don't get to heaven by anything you do. So when he says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Your perseverance, your obedience, your repentance... All these things that you do, um, when you take pride, when the Lord brings you low, when you see the benefit of the Lord bringing you low, none of these things help you go to heaven. But when you do them correctly, when you stand the test, when you are obedient to Jesus, Landon, right? You, you, you receive a, a reward in heaven. So again. Getting to heaven has nothing to do with anything you do, but only trusting Jesus Christ. But your reward in heaven will be completely tied to how you live this life on earth, in Christ, bearing fruit for Christ, being led by Jesus Christ, and cooperating with Jesus Christ. So, not everyone will have the same reward in heaven. No one will. The Bible says that we're going to have to go before the judgment seat of Christ as Christians and give an account for how we lived our lives. And depending on how well we cooperated with Jesus, uh, depending on, on how well we, we, you know, we lived our lives moment by moment, day by day, looking to glorify Jesus, magnify Jesus, be a blessing to Jesus. We will be rewarded accordingly. And James says there'll be a special reward. For men and women who, while they're going through trials and difficulties, continue to persevere, and they persevere with the right attitude. It's, it's when we persevere and we, we work to not do it in bitterness. We work to not persevere. To persevere in bitterness and anger and rage and gossip really doesn't do us any good. James is saying we want to persevere and go through it in a Christ-like and loving way in forgiving way, whatever the trial is. And I said, even when there are trials or difficulties or hardships that we brought on by our own ungodliness or, or, you know, just uh, disobedience. So, incredible words. James chapter one, verses nine through 12. Father, we do love you today. We bless you, we honor you, and we praise you, Father, for those of us who are who are just consistently, Lord, in humble circumstances, who consistently, who don't have enough finances, like the brothers and sisters in Africa. Father, I pray that they would be able to rejoice when you lift them up and they're not experiencing that for a season. And Father, for the vast majority of the rest of us, I do pray that those of us who are rich, those of us who have more than enough money to live how we want to live, to eat how we want to eat, who never worry about, Lord, you know where our next meal is coming from, Father, I do pray that uh, when you bring us low, and you allow us to go through hardships or difficulties or trials, that we would be receptive to that. And that we would see the benefit of that, and we would somehow begin to, as James says, consider it joy, even though it is hard, Lord. And we know it's we don't have to actually be happy about it. Help us to see the the good in us, and that it's it's in this way that you're you're giving us perspective that. That, that our life is a very short time and that our money and our, and our riches that allow us so much comfort in this life and allow us to live the life we want to live will, that's not what our life is about, Lord. And forgive us, Lord, for those of us who are just so consistently busy as your children, Lord, as Christians who are just so always busy with our work and, and going about our business and, and doing our jobs, Lord, when, when our life just begins to, to fade away, Lord, I ask you to help us, even when you're not bringing us into difficulty, help us to, to, to increasingly stop and to look for you, Jesus, throughout our days and to think about you and to invite you into our moment-by-moment, day-by-day lives. And Lord Jesus, I do ask you to help us, one and all, to persevere. And whatever trials or difficulties or hurts or pains or hardships we're going through today, help us to do it in a Christ-like, loving and forgiving way. Help us to stand the test that we might indeed receive the crown of life that you have promised, Lord, because we do love you. It says to those who love you, Father, and help us to show our love to you as we persevere, even when you allow us to go through difficulties. Father, we love you, we bless you, and we praise you again. We just pray a wonderful and special blessing over Chris and Veronica and all those who are attending their wedding today, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just thank you and praise you and worship you and love you. We commit this day and this time into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org. If you'd like to email us directly, you can reach us at contact at kingdomd.org.